Good afternoon. Special edition of Sideline Junkies. True Redskin game, uh, post game. Me, I'm KG. Sitting in a satellite studio with BJ sitting in Sideline Junkie studio number one. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Oh, man. We, we just wanted to come in real quick and just talk about that train wreck of a game from my skins last night. Yeah, the Redskins fall to the Eagles, and which was another must-win game, twenty-eight to thirteen. Um, which was, if you're a Redskins fan, is a, a very frustrating game to watch as um, you watch the Eagles basically do what they wanted to do and move the ball up and down the field at will against the Redskins. And uh, you know, to the Redskins' credit, KG, they they made a couple of big stops on defense, but. Uh, of course, the the story of the night was Colt McCoy going down. Went down with a broken leg, of all things. To be exact, a broken fibula. It didn't. It looked like it was an innocent, harmless, you know, tackle. I mean, he was going down head first, but the leg whiplash there, and it bumped against the defender's knee, and it so happened to break his fibula. But he got up. He walked. And if I'm not mistaken, he stayed in the game for another play or two. Yeah, I think another two plays. So, you know, definitely big shout-out to Colt McCoy and a huge loss for the Redskins. Um, as you, it, it, Unfortunately, it's something we had talked about when Colt was, you know, shifted into the, uh, the starting QB. That he was injury-prone, and he does play a tad reckless. So, I mean, to his credit, he's a fighter. He's always going to fight for that extra yard if you need it. You know, he, he's going head first. So, you love that about him. But, you know, with the Redskins situation, you 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 needed him to slide feet first in every chance he got and just not take those chances because the backup that came into the game isn't going to win you any games, KG. Not very many. And I had a conversation earlier about, uh, one Mr. Mark Sanchez. And the reason why the Jets went to two back-to-back AFC title games wasn't really because of his skill. They had a dominant defense. And I will say it was, <clears throat> excuse me, dominant because, I mean, you had the likes of Bart Scott, Scott um, Darrell Revis, and, you know, Darrell Reeves at that time, he shut down one half of the daggone field. Well, KG, but not only a dominant defense, they had probably one of the top rushing attacks in the league for a long time. So, you know, of course, when you have a, you know, that's the one of the recipes for winning in the NFL. If you have a, a very good defense and a nice rushing attack, which the Redskins had in the first half of the year, they had a, good defense and a a good rushing attack, and that seemed to have gone by the wayside. It it, it totally has. And um, with the rushing attack, the weight has been shifted more so on Adrian Peterson a lot more than evenly distributed between Peterson, Capri Bibbs, and whoever would be the third running back, whether it be Samaji Piran or Chris Thompson, who came back last night, and I believe Samaji P. Ryan may be also done for the season, too. And, well, I mean, what was that, the second second season in a row, third season in a row, Samaji P. Ryan's done? 
No, he played all the last year. This is his Did first he? year. That was a uh, Matt, uh, uh, not Matt Jones, uh, uh, Rob Kelly. Kelly, okay, that was Kelly. he's done for this. He was done for the season, beginning of the year. Well, KG, it's uh, I hate to say the season is over, and it's not mathematically, but with Mark Sanchez at QB and the way the defense is playing, they don't have a. A, a, a huge percentage. They got the, their remaining games. They got the Giants at home. They go. They go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. They go to Tennessee for the Titans, and then they finish up at home with the Eagles. So, um, the question is now: Are you moving forward, with Mark Sanchez, or can you find somebody that could possibly give you some type of hope to that could move the offense and and and, and see, I want to say give you some type of hope to move the offense, but it's, it's multiple layers of problems with the Redskins. And part one problem is that there's no creativity on offense. And when I say that, please don't send me all the, you know, they lost a starting quarterback, they lost the backup quarterback. When the starting quarterback was in the end, when Alex Smith was playing, there was no creativity on offense. Okay. Um, you have to play to your strengths. And right now your strengths is getting AP downhill to block. Now, one play in particular that stands out, KG, me and you yelled at each other on WhatsApp when this happened. It was the series after AP went 90 yards, which was the longest run of his career and also the fastest top speed this season at the NFL at 20.84 miles per hour. I just want to throw those out there. So, uh, really? Yes. So, Redskins Nation, I would definitely, you know, this is the future. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but I would definitely look to keep AP on another season. He is, he still has wheels. But anyway, the second series, the second, the series after that, 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 that long run, they were in another goal line situation, probably on the one yard line. And they motioned whoever was lined up at the left, they motioned them over, and automatically the Eagles knew it was a run. The Eagles almost crashed to come, you know, they once he did that, it was like it's a run. That would have been the perfect opportunity to play action and get off your own goal line. You know what? <clears throat> I agree with that. Now, hold on, let's let's back up then before to, to create that. Situation down there in the shadow of the goalpost. Zach Brown on fourth down and goal made a hellified stop. Monster stop. And I mean, when he did it, I, my wife even had to say, damn. He stuck him in the backfield. Perfect fundamental wrap up tackle. Amazing. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. You come out on offense. And I was uh, running a Twitter account last night for Sideline Junkies. I was tweeting my behind off. And what did I say? Okay, you got the ball back. Go play action, but you got to keep running. Well, actually, when AP scored, right before he scored, I said, you got to run the rock. After that, I said, all right, they looking for it. Play action right here. Go down the seam to Crowder. That's who I would have went to. And, and the guy that they pulled in motion for that goal line stance I'm talking about was Jeremy Sprinkle. So you don't think that 
the Eagles not going to see this six foot, whatever, 250 pound guy coming into the backfield and you're already in a tight formation and they're not, they're not thinking run. That would have been KG. That would have been the perfect time to go play action. I guarantee you they, because they, they committed to the run. And this is what I'm talking about. Time after time, over the last five years, this team has come to games unprepared to play, and they continue to be out coached game after game. And you know what? <clears throat> to that point, so I can't I can't remember off the top of my head right now because it's not in front of me. But it was a gentleman that replied to one of the tweets, and he said that he said it, they act like that teams are not going to switch up and do something totally different than what they did the week before. You can't study last game film. You have to study their tendencies all season long. See what they do, what they don't do, what they do well, what they don't do well, how to get them in. This is what pre- preparation means. It don't mean, oh, let me go look at last week's tape. It means let me look at them throughout this season, their ups, their downs, you know, what, what they were trying to do, that they may try to do. Nothing. Nothing. And brother, I think I think that that game against the Saints got the defense exposed. Let me let me read you some quick stats from the from Week Nine when they took on the Falcons on up to last night's game. When they took on the Falcons, they took a thirty-eight to fourteen L. They allowed three hundred and thirty-one passing yards, and this was a, one of the first games the Russian defense. Uh, actually, I think it was the first game the Russian defense opened. The, open to the sea. It was uh they allowed the Falcons to have 154 yards rushing on the ground. Move on to the next week. They get a W in Tampa, 16 to three against the Bucks. The Bucks had 398 yards passing, 103 yards rushing. Then following week after that, the Texans, 173 yards uh, passing, 139 on the ground. That was a 23 to 20 loss. The Cowboys, 31-23 loss, 272 yards uh, passing, which probably was 80% of Amari Cooper, and then 146 on the ground uh, to the Cowboys. And then last night, 287 passing, 130 on the ground. So this defense has just lost all grips. And and the only thing that that has changed is ha-ha Clinton Dix. That's it. See, last year, you could use the excuse of injuries because a lot of key players were out. But I'm tired of using that excuse on both sides of the ball. But not on defense. Who's injured on defense? Not a soul this season. Quentin Dunbar was. Okay. But, you know, with Quentin Dunbar being out, you got uh, Strowman, Fabian Moreau. You got a couple of guys that can fill in at that number two corner spot. Now, they're not as good as Quentin Dunbar. But you got bodies, and they, they play next man up in their secondary. That's one thing I can say. Like, Monte Nicholson, he is the third safety right now behind Swearinger and HaHa Clinton Dix. But he can also play a little corner here and there, too. He can play a little slot corner. But they believe in next man up. But even the, the secondary, which I had so much faith in going into the season. They get huh? They get yes. a torch. It was it was times last night where they dropped seven into coverage, and it was almost like they were blitzing seven people. It was like people were wide open, and when you drop seven into coverage, 
and zone. The goal is to make it tight to to take away, you know, passing lanes, you know. And it just seemed like it, it just seemed like they were playing one on one and their man was getting beat um severely. That that's what it seemed like. And the, the Eagles picked apart the zone. They picked apart DJ Swearinger when he was covering Zach Ertz alone. Whatever the Redskins do, it was no adjustments. Um, and then Strowman, he's a rookie, so I give him a pass. But everybody, all the teams seem like they're attacking him. So you know that they're attacking your rookie corner. Why not shade him or give him some help? You have one of the best safeties right now playing in the game in DJ Swanger. Why not show something and play something that you show that maybe Strowman's alone and, and you give them the look, but he has help. I mean, they're, they're attacking him, and it's been working, KG. Yeah, that is true. Now, most people would probably say, well, you guys ain't never – we played the game. And we played offense and we played defense. I know – if you're going to play zone, the job of your free safety or your high safety is to not let get in, let anything get behind him. Exactly. Constantly. You, you, you know, they were killing us with the play action. And the screen the, uh, passes. Yes, the screen passes. Oh, my God. But the RPO, you know they run RPO. We've known that for two years now. Everybody's starting to imitate it. But you know Carson Wentz is not going to run. But the first thing you should do when you see him fake, whether it's a fake, whether he give it to the running back, tattoo the running back. Don't go after Carson Wentz yet. Let Carson Wentz stand back there because you got to put the pressure on the secondary to cover. But that's just me. That's what I believe. You know what? I read I read those stats, stats over the last four games, which they're one and four in those last five games, I was saying. But the averages for the passing and the, those last five, the last five games for the Redskins, they're allowing 292.2 passing yards and 134.4 on the ground. So uh, right now, that top five <coughs> that was is definitely no more. And if the only way right now, they, they still have a chance. The only way right now is to tighten up on defense. It is what it is on offense. You're down some key offensive linemen, you're down two quarterbacks. Um, you you have to tighten up on defense to have any chance. You play the Giants coming up. The Giants seem like they're finding a little bit of stride on offense and starting to move the ball a little bit better, starting to protect Eli a tad bit better. So um, it, it, you got four games left. You can still finish the season 9-7, and 10-6, and give yourself a chance for the wild card spot, depending on what the Eagles and the and the and the Cowboys do, maybe it's division. But I don't think that's going to happen with Mark Sanchez, though. Now, on our Instagram page, I had, you know we asked the question: If you had a choice, who would you go get? Now, you yourself suggested Tony Romo, but the the other options were. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, who I believe is the best quarterback out there right now, recently retired. Uh, Carson Palmer, recently retired. Uh, uh, Jay Cutler. And I threw a couple of other names out there in our group chat. Uh, Sam Bradford. Um, 
Who else did I throw out there? <laughs> BJ said, hey, go get uh, Kurt Warner. He, you know what, man? I think, like, Kurt Warner, he's not coming back. He's good. No. You know, he he's had his – I said Tony Romo because he was kind of forced out of Dallas. I think he still wants to play. Like, you have to act like you want to win. Just like they, when they claimed Ruben Foster and because of his talents and they felt like they could, he, you know, help him – they could help the Redskins on defense. So, if you're that serious about winning, you're still in competition for a – a wild card spot possibly because the way this team is playing FedEx field next week is going to be half empty and it's going to be probably 60 or 70% Giants fans in there. That's the way it's I, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. So if you're serious, which this team over the last eight seasons, nine seasons have not shown that serious Bruce Allen and his nine last nine seasons, his record as a GM or what is, what is his title? President. Okay, President. 58-84-1. and one. That's Bruce Allen's record. Um, the debacle of Ruben Foster last week with them sending Jay Gruden and uh, Doug Williams out to basically to the, to the Wolves when the, the, the president of the team and, and that series of a matter should have been out speaking telling why the Redskins felt like Ruben Foster was a good pickup for them and what they're going to do to help him and why, you know, of course, nobody condones beating on women. That All that should have came from Bruce Allen. Okay? Agreed. So, moving forward, and this, this is what good GMs do. This is what good team builders do. Not only do you have to look at right now, but you have to look at the future also. Because possibly, you might not get Alex Smith back. Now, we wish him a speedy recovery. And hopefully he does come back. But at his age and the injury that he sustained, you might not get Alex Smith back. You might not get him back. You have to plan for this. And also, on that Alex Smith note, your offense was kind of stagnant. It was kind of, you know, mediocre. They were barely scoring 20 points a game. Now you lost Colt McCoy. You have to start planning for the future. Mark Sanchez is not the future. You have to start planning ahead of time. And that's, I don't think that's something Bruce Allen has done in his nine seasons here. Well, you, you know what he's done in his nine seasons here at the quarterback position? Donovan McNabb. An uh, aging Donovan McNabb. Uh, John Beck. Rex Grossman. Uh, uh, Robert Griffin III. Kirk Cousins. Alex Smith, Colt McCoy sprinkled in there a little bit. Now Mark Sanchez. And I think I think the Kirk Cousins whole thing was a debacle. I really I really think that Kirk Cousins should have been paid. He had one of the top passing offenses in the league. Yeah, he had some shortfalls that every quarterback starting out has to learn how to win big games, how how to protect the ball in big situations. Kirk is mm-hmm. who he is, but like I keep saying, with the same crew besides Paul Richardson, Kirk was one of the leading passers in the league. So uh, I think that was a mistake. And then the whole trade with Fuller and Alex Smith, I, I really think that was probably one of the worst trades I've ever seen in the NFL. Well, that's because, you know, the upside was supposed to be the Redskins getting a veteran quarterback 
but the Chiefs getting an unproven DB. And the way it looks right now, it looks like the Redskins came out on top. No, absolutely but, not. Absolutely not. Alex, what, is, what is Kendall Fuller? Alex Smith, what is he doing out there? Alex Smith is proven to you what he is. He is a, a game manager. He's a game manager. You just had a, a passer, gunslinger slash pocket quarterback here, a franchise quarterback. You can say what you that you drafted. That you, oh, remember that. Yeah, you can say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but he's definitely in the top ten of quarterbacks in this league. And we always say, if you don't have one of those top ten guys, you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had Kirk Cousins here, paid a man. You've paid lesser people more for nothing. Okay, so pay Kirk Cousins. Fuller is on his way to a buy in Kansas City. That's what he's doing. Okay, and and everybody can say what they want. Where their defense is last, go look at the history of the NFL. High scoring teams' defenses are usually the bottom fifteen because these they they the 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 scores nothing. Sometimes they can score in under a minute or two minutes, and then the defense is back on the field. That tires out the defense. That's why you see these teams like sometimes New Orleans beside the Dallas. New Orleans, the Kansas Cities of the world going back and forth. You know, it does tire out, you know, the defense on the other side. But you knew what you were getting. I think they gave up too much to get Alex Smith. That's my personal opinion. Well, I believe the same thing. And then to pay him $79 million guarantee, or was it $74 million guarantee, but it's a, a potential of what, 90 some million? Absolutely crazy. Now, why why you couldn't give Kirk the same amount of money? He took less than all of that. He took 80-something guaranteed to go to Minnesota. So why couldn't you put a deal together? Oh, well, Kirk didn't want to come to the table. Yeah, because you lowballed him. I wouldn't want to come to the table either. Yeah, you got to see. Go ahead, KG. The, the thing is, what's done in the dark comes to the light. And I've, I used to praise Bruce Allen something terrible because, I, you know, I always thought he knew money. That's what Bruce Allen knows. He knows money. He doesn't know personnel. He knows money. He knows how to get you under that cap, sign the perfect contracts that are cap friendly. That's what Bruce Allen knows. Scott McLuhan was our personnel guy. But Bruce Allen wanted to get into a pissing match with him. So because Bruce Allen's entrenched here, Scott McLuhan's gone. Yes, I still feel bad about that. Yes, I'm still hurt about it. Because look at what Scott McLuhan has done in San Francisco and in Seattle. Three years after he took over, they were in the Super Bowl. Come on now. Well, let me give you another uh, eye-popping stat from last night. The Eagles had 28 first downs mm-hmm. to the Redskins' 10. Now, here's another, another little tidbit that has been constant the last three games with the Redskins. Miss penalties okay I watched in slow motion last night um, I want to say it was in the fourth quarter in the third fourth quarter sometime I watched Jason Peters flinch which should have been a false start and not only did he this is the same play he flinched not only did he flinch but then he left his stance early before the ball was stopped like maybe like uh, uh four-tenths of a second early. You could tell in slow motion. 
And a couple of the Eagle linemen had, had done that a lot of the game. And that wasn't called. Now, don't get me wrong. This team was outcoached and outperformed. So those penalties wasn't going to make a difference. Okay? Offense couldn't move the ball with Sanchez. So though this this week, those penalties would have made a difference, wouldn't have made a difference. The penalty against the Cowboys that wasn't called the head-to-head against Jordan Reed could have made a difference. Okay? That, that wasn't called. But this week, it was just pure out coaching. And how many days did they have to prepare for this, KG? 11. 11 days, they come out with nothing new. Nothing new, no wrinkles, no defensive wrinkles. They have zero pass rush. The one sack they had was taken back, I believe, on a penalty. So they had no sacks against Carson Wentz. He just sat back there and carved up this mediocre secondary. This secondary, I don't know what happened, but the scheme, something needs to change. It was more along the lines of him having Christmas dinner, families all around, and that turkey comes out. You sharpen a knife, and he, then you just start cutting into that breast, and everybody's just like, ooh, oh, that looks so good. That's exactly how he carved up the Redskins defense last and night. Then it, like it was a Christmas tree. And turkey. then while he was carving it up, he kept smiling and taking pictures. That, yeah. Like he had <laughs> the, the amount. And, and the sad thing is, a couple of times, the, the, the skin sent people blitz. And, and the Eagles line picked it up. And, and speaking of the offensive line, the best left tackle in football, he's hurt, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to see Trent Williams get beat like that on a consistent basis. He's hurt. So I would rather see Trent Williams sit down. You know he's not going to do that. I, I know that. He's not going to do that. I mean, the team would want him to sit down, but he's too much of a competitor to say no. And him and Morgan Moses are two of the toughest men on this team. They, even though I'm not Jewish, I'll say it. Both of them, they, they, they are menches. They are men. That's what they are. They are, are, are. They have the intestinal fortitude to get it done. And I'm like, why can't everybody feed off of these two? They're hurt. They hardly practice during the week. But when Sunday come, they lace them up and they're ready to go. They do. And it, it, but it hurts to see them like they Like I, I'm watching the Eagles. Uh, at one point, they knew Trent Williams couldn't move laterally. And I forgot who the defense was, but he started lining up wide. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. He started lining up wide on Trent Williams, and it was giving him problems. And and it was just, I I know that he's hurt because he he's the he, like I said, he's the best in the league, left best left tackle in the league by far, best left tackle in the league. One of the other better ones, um, Jason Peters on the other side. He got hurt later in the game. You know, hopefully he's okay. Like, look, you know, even though they're on the other team, we don't wish anybody injuries. So. But I, I'm going to be honest. If I'm a huge Redskins fan. But whenever I see Jason Peters go down, my you know, you kind of – because I don't want to see him end his career, which is a Hall of Fame career, on an injury. I don't want to see any player go out like that. And you kind of sort of hold your breath. But I know it's getting towards the end for Jason Peters because he was frustrated. It's like that frustration you have when your body starts failing you. Oh, yeah. And that's that's pretty much where he looked like he had that on his face last night. But 
I hope it wasn't serious. I hope it was just, you know, something that could be, you know, a few days of rest and he's back at it. Well, KG, before we get out of here, give me your your uh, suggestions for quarterback for the Redskins moving forward. Well, uh, the talk has been uh, – it has picked up that it's Colin Kaepernick. I would love to see Cap come in. In no way, shape, or form do I mean Cap come in, start, and he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. We also have to plan for next year because Justin – I mean, we should have been planning for this anyway because Alex Smith's up there in age, football age, I'll say. Planning. Um, planning. What did I just say? That's what good, exactly. good – that's what good GMs and team presidents do. Plan. You say, yes, we have Alex, but we need to bring a young guy in to – sit behind him, hold the clipboard, go get Alex some donuts and some coffee and learn. You need to sit at Alex's feet and learn how not to throw interceptions. Yeah, we love that you're a gunslinger, but you got to be a cautious gunslinger sometimes. But we need you to be a gunslinger, go out there and be Brett Favre. But right now, uh, you don't need Sam Bradford because Sam Bradford has two bad knees and we have a very depleted offensive line. We got to go get two more guards off the street right now. Uh, cause both guards are hurt again. So we'd have lost four guards. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a center, <sighs> Jeez. Um, so you need somebody with a little bit of mobility and who's more mobile than cap out there right now. Uh, Jay Cutler would be okay. Jay, Jay Cutler. Um, the only difference between Jay Cutler and Mark Sanchez is Jay Cutler got a rocket arm. That's a turnover machine, okay? Yeah. Now, if the Redskins are serious about trying to win, right now, Kaepernick can come off the street and be better than Mark Sanchez. Yeah. 100% better. Actually, but think gives about you, gives you a threat on the ground and in the air, and you have to take, ah. you have to take that to your, you know, the, the advantage. I really think they're pacing back and forth right now because the guys they brought in once Alex Smith got hurt, to back up Colt, they know those guys are not going to win any of these games coming up. You got, nope, nope. you got the Jaguars defense, the Titans defense, then you have to play the Eagles again. Ugh. You, you but, have to bring somebody in here that can win you some games and possibly have a a playoff wild card game for the Redskins, whether it's be on the road or here. The, the thing is, I had to get out and take a walk. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, with Cap, the threat of the run is the best part because that's going to open it up for the running backs, not just the quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. Well, KG, I'm going to let you go. That's it for our Redskins post game. Um, we'll post all the links everywhere. And definitely look for us on Twitter. Uh, me and KG will be tweeting the rest of the day all our Redskins news and updates and thoughts so um like i said appreciate you joining us and enjoy the rest of your day hopefully we can get the giants hopefully this team gets it together and we'll see who they get to uh back up uh sanchez or possibly start we'll see yeah we will see uh hopefully we'll have some news within the next 10-15 minutes all right that's the sideline junkies post game redskins thank you for joining us Everybody be safe. We'll see you later on. Have a good one.
Hey, what's going on? BJ here with the Sideline Junkies. Make sure you check out our latest episode as KG and I tackle the game from last night. Scans fall to the Eagles, 28-13. to Also lose Colt McCoy for the rest of the season due to an injury. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Sideline Junkies Podcast. You can reach us via email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you.